Hey, folks, it's a real honor for me. Any chance I get a, to visit with Tim Waltz, uh, governor of the great state of Minnesota. Uh, this is a guy that doesn't let uh, grass grow under his feet or ice thicken, uh, quite frankly, because, <laughs> because governor, it's you're, yeah. you're, you're always getting something done. Governor, good to have you on News and Views. Good to be with you, Joel. Happy New Year to you. Good to be back on again. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the, the lunch for these kids. Uh, you were a leader in yeah. this. It's happening now. Uh, we'll talk about the other states who made different choices, but Minnesota kids are going to yeah. eat free. They are, and other states are starting to follow on this. Look, this is something, Joel, you know, both me having kids and I, I supervised the lunchroom for a lot of years. Uh, it's a time for kids to be kids, and I think those of us a certain age, we know. Somebody had a different colored lunch ticket, had to go through a different line, whatever it might be. Um, and, and, and we know that if a kid's got food in his stomach, they can learn better. They regulate their behavior better. Um, they got more self-esteem. And, and I think in Minnesota, we understand, you know, we've got to get these kids the, the food they need. We know that the cutoffs are pretty low. That There's families that are middle-class families that are getting up in the morning trying to put breakfast and lunch together for their kids. Um, saves them a lot of money. And, uh, you know, we're buying these commodities from our producers. It just seems like it's a win-win-win. And here in Minnesota, we see 31% more kids eating breakfast, um, 11% more eating lunch, which means it's kids for one reason or another probably weren't eating it or probably weren't getting as healthy as meal now are. And as I said, when we've got 31 more kids there in the morning for breakfast, our attendance rates are up. And, um, you know, I know that correlation isn't causation at this point, but I can guarantee you that it's a pretty good situation. Governor, this doesn't go without some level of, of science behind it. It isn't just feel good. Oh, I mean, not. you know, there's actually studies that quite clearly show uh, the, the good this will do in terms of the education process. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, we've known this for a long time and it, it's, it's, teachers know it's Maslow's hierarchy that it's pretty hard to learn if you're, uh, if you're unsafe, if you're scared, if you don't have a house, uh, if you're afraid of violence or you're hungry, whatever it might be, that we know that if kids' basic needs are met, school is that place for so many families, um, is the safe place. And uh, once we see those kids get there and get that meal, and we were out serving the other day at a school, and like I said, I did this for 20 years and I've seen it. This is a time where kids are able to relax, to be themselves, and to see that lunchroom now with, without anybody checking through there to go through it, holding up that ticket they had, having their parents bring in all the paperwork to qualify for free and reduced lunch. You know, we don't do it for the electricity in the room or the, you know, the, the, the chairs. We have public education for a reason because in the long run, we all benefit from this. So even if you're not morally concerned if that kid has a full stomach or whatever, we know, as you said, the science shows this, less interaction with law enforcement, better student achievement, better you know outcomes into the economy, healthier, less health, less health outcomes, uh, costs. So yeah, it just makes sense to do it. Um, and as I said, being one of the you know, the breadbasket of the country we are out here, these are our producers selling into those federal programs. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's money back in it. And again, from an economic perspective, families are saving thousands of dollars a year. These are middle-class families that many times don't qualify for the free programs. They don't make enough to be wealthy. And I get letters from these folks all the time and said, this one felt like a true tax cut for me. Um, that I got three kids in school, they're getting breakfast and lunch, and I don't have to make it in the morning. So I, I just think this is a real win. And I'm hearing from a lot of other governors we're seeing states. And I talked to the Secretary of Education last week who's starting to say, hey, how do we reform how we pay for these 
these meals now instead of just saying it's a qualification of free and reduced lunch? How about just letting states get some of this money and do it this way? And so I think I think we're looking ready for a sea change here. So, Governor, you know the program. I I I know what the program does, but I don't understand how it operates. Uh, if, If you didn't sign up, if you're a state that didn't take this, which clearly Minnesota did. Uh, was there a deadline? Could they wake up now and say, oh. what the heck was I doing and go sign up now? In, in those states? They yes. didn't do it? Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, this one was, this was a choice that Minnesota made. We're using and we'll use our federal support that we get on this. This extends, though, into this next thing, the one that, i got to be honest with you, I'll go to my grave not understanding this. The federal government instituted a new program for summer months. Look, holidays and summers are tough times for many of these kids. If you're lucky enough to come from a family where those were great times and you went home and you were working and, you know, you were playing sports, you were doing all that. But a lot of these kids go home and there's no food and there's no stability. So the federal government instituted a program to add on to the supplemental nutrition program to provide school, provide meals for these students in the summer. And um, you signed up for it. You implemented it. Um, but 15 states choose not to. In the case of Iowa, the governor said kids are too fat as it is. Honest to God, the comment was too fat to it. And the governor of Nebraska said he doesn't like welfare. I guess it's an ideology, and I guess they're just stating where they stand on this. But you stated with the research on this, healthy kids with full stomachs learn better, stay out of trouble, and, and, and have better outcomes. So, yeah, uh, it is too late. January 1st was a sign-up for that. It'll go into effect this summer. Um, we've coupled that with our child tax credit. And, um, you know, the, the thing is, is a state like North Dakota starts out in a great place. You have very low childhood poverty rates. Um, you do a very good job uh, of, you know, dealing on that side of things. States like Minnesota the same way. We're going to be the lowest child poverty rates. We're going to make sure our kids are able to eat. And and again, I'll go back to this, Joel. Even if you remove the moral attitude here of trying to take care of these kids who, who are going to need a little extra help, in the long run, these are kids that are going to enter our economy and it's our best you know, it, it's the best strategy to have them well-fed, well-educated, and ready to go. And so, and now we're on the same page, Governor. I'm sorry about that. I, you were talking about in the beginning what a great thing Minnesota did by making sure that yeah, during the school year. No, no, I hear you, Joel. They, they tie together. Yeah. I think the, the issue is we've had hodgepodge of programs. And, and I got to tell you, Joel, I can't be certain. And look, I, I get what the critics say. Hey, there's families that could afford to pay for this and are not doing and, you know, now don't have to. That very well might be true. But you can't tell me that a 31% increase, 1.2 million more meals, um, is simply rich families saying, oh, we're going to eat at school now because it's free. Um, that's, I don't think that's the way that's working. Yeah. I think what you saw is the letters that I get. The vast majority these numbers aren't very high to get the free and reduced lunch. And middle class families are feeling inflationary costs. You know, it's global. They're feeling it. So what we saw is these are hodgepodge and there's gaps. And what the federal program does is tie into what Minnesota's doing on this. And like I'm hearing inquiries from a lot of other states want to do this. We we won't see the gap now in the summer. This program will continue on. Yeah. That will be the federal now okay governor there's well there's one i want to tell you and and then get your take on because you live the same kind of life i live you you love to go out and talk to everybody um i'm sitting in in hickson north dakota you know meeting some buddies having a beer at the end of the day and a school cook walks up to me and she says you use the power of that job you have to make sure people know that we're not going to single out kids and and embarrass them as they go through a lunch line yeah. That that every kid deserves a hot lunch. And she said, I make sure they do. 
But a lot of these people were breaking the rules that were set by school boards or by states. And you spoke to this earlier. It, th- that woman, that cook, knew more about what was going on th- than any governor I heard that that wouldn't deal with this problem. And so clearly you listened. <laughs> you know, at times, mine doesn't is the problem. Well, you and you've got listeners right now. I know you've got educators. You've got folks who've done this. And again, look, people who are talking about being smart with you know, taxpayer dollars, they're absolutely right. We need to be. But there's not a teacher listening to this today that didn't have their account where they put extra money in. And the kid who came through and punched in their number and it came up zero and they turned around and were going to walk away from eating that you didn't punch your own number in. That's just what you did. I mean, that was just the process, and that and that's just the decency of people doing the same thing with these cooks. Um, we were having situations where we had to pass laws that you couldn't throw away. There were there were laws in places where you had the meal dished up, the kid didn't have money, they would throw the food away <laughs> rather than giving it to the kid. And I don't know, you know, that's not who we are as a people. It's not who we are, you know. I think many of us in our faith traditions. Um, to feed the hungry if they're there. And and again, I make the case of this. If you're worried about the expenditures on this, the, the commodities are purchased from our producers. The savings that go back into families are then spent on the local, you know, if you're a small business owner, they've got more money to spend on you rather than paying the government for a meal that's already been purchased. Ha, so, have, uh, it, governor, has any other governors called and said, give me the blueprint? I mean, get, give me what you're lot- doing here. Yeah, there's a lot of states trying to enact it now. I believe Maine has gone forward with it. I think Colorado has gone forward with it. I presented uh, a little of this at a at a governor's conference we had this past summer as we were getting ready to implement. Now I'm gathering the data to go back and say, look, um, we're seeing significant increases in this. Uh, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, Joel. I would not anticipate it. We would have had a 31 percent increase in the breakfast. Um, and, and a mother from up in Grand Rapids wrote me and she said, look, you know, it's my kids wanted to eat school meals, but we couldn't. And then I had to get up in the morning and pack lunches or whatever. And it was just, just maddening for me. And this is someone who's fully middle class. They're saying, look, I, we don't qualify um, for the numbers. And and so other states are starting to hear that same feedback. And that's why I went to uh, the Secretary of Education federally to say, look, we, we need to think about how we reimburse on this. We need to change our mindset. Where did we get into this idea that, you know, we collectively educate our children. So we, we buy the desks. We, you know, we, we build the building. We pay for the electricity. We don't charge them for water. We let them use the toilets and things. Um, where did we decide that the food would be? You remember, maybe you were, uh, you know, I don't, age-wise, your listeners that are, you know, about my age, um, the milk breaks. We started getting milk in school. We got milk in the morning in, you know, in elementary school or whatever. What a big deal. We started to see healthier outcomes for kids. Well, and, um, and that wouldn't have happened if the dairy boys hadn't stepped up and said, look, you know, this. And, and, and you're right. I mean, could you imagine taking a child to a daycare and saying, well, I hope you feed them? I mean, it, it just it doesn't work. I know. I mean, it's it's, you know. Governor, you're you're blazing a trail again. I I appreciate it. You know we uh, who broadcast. You know right now you've got four different states hearing you from a big portion of those states, and it it, it sets a tone. It, it does to where the average person out there is going to say, "Well, why not us?" And so I really yeah, I really appreciate this. No, I do. I don't think it's a partisan issue, Joel. And we hear it over here. We, this is this was bipartisan support of this program. Um, good to think it's just the right thing. So I, I hope others do it. I hope we recognize, you know, in the long run, we take care of our kids and, and, and get better outcomes. Okay. Keep doing what you're doing, Governor. Appreciate you coming on.
Thanks, Cole. Talk to you soon. You bet. Governor Tim Walls, ladies and gentlemen.